Welcome to Healing the City Podcast. My name's Eric, and across from me is my beautiful wife, Susan, and this is our second attempt at podcasting, because the last attempt didn't really work very well. It was very boring. It was very boring. <laughs> so, you know, what I was thinking about, let's just talk about what's what's on my mind, and then you can respond to that and tell me what's on your mind. But, Great. Uh, yesterday, I spoke about ministering to children, mm-hmm. and today I was thinking about, well, last Yesterday morning, I said that the invitation that Jesus gives us when he invites us to be like children is that he invites us to be vulnerable and to give up our power and to be dependent. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking this morning um, while you were driving the kids to school and I was cleaning that that's just really hard. Mm -hmm. Like that being vulnerable is is hard. Yeah, I don't like it at all. (laughs) And I I was just like... I don't know if I really want to be vulnerable and powerless and dependent. Like, it it puts me in a place where I have so many opportunities to be hurt and mm-hmm. to be rejected and to um, really not actually feel like I'm accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, you know, if, if I, I'm not sure if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to be childlike at all. That's kind of where I was kind of concluded this morning. Is like I don't know if I want to follow through with my sermon and to do that because I, I think vulnerability is really a difficult thing. Um, the nice thing about it is that sometimes you find yourself powerless and helpless, and then you can say, "Hey, I'm doing it," <laughs> even if you didn't choose. It. <laughs> that's that's true. That's really true. <laughs> I think one of the things that strikes me about all of it is, you know, in the last two sermons I've been talking about the fact that, you know, all of us long to have impact and to be loved or to be, to know that we're safe and that we're important or significant. Like these are, these are deep things within our core. Um, And we're going around asking that question. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus invites us to be vulnerable, um, he he's the one he's saying because I'm going to be the one who says you're safe and I'm going to be the one who says you're important and loved like that's the only place that you can get that that forces you into a vulnerability mm-hmm. because then you're saying okay if Jesus is the only one who can say this then everyone else has the freedom to reject me or to say they don't like things about me or to put you know to not be kind to me or to ignore me um, and I can't ask them to tell me that I'm safe and significant If they offer that to me, it's a benefit. Well, I've been thinking about celebrating Advent. Okay. That's what I've been thinking about. Well, then you should talk about that. Okay. So, I, at the village, we celebrate Advent by taking December as a fallow month, which is uh, based on the farming concept that you need to take a field and leave it uh, leave it be every once in a while so that it can recover and uh, reestablish its usefulness and its nutrients value and whatnot. And uh, so we try to do that in December and cancel meetings and Bible studies and whatnot to give people more space to just 
do other stuff to spend time with friends and family and uh, have a little bit more space to celebrate Advent. So, and I feel like that's always a really challenging idea to me because heading in, you just think there's going to be, you know, you're just going to be rolling around in free time and it's going to be this lavish spiritual experience where you just, you're sitting in the corner by a fireplace drinking hot apple cider all month with nobody bothering you, you know, and it never turns out like that at all. There might be, you know, an hour where that happens (laughs) during the course of the month, but but it's still busy. You know, there's still, you're having people over that you wouldn't normally have over. Uh, You're spending time with your family in ways that you wouldn't uh, other months. So I feel like it ends up making space for uh, new experiences or different kinds of experiences, but not necessarily, it's not actually a cancellation of all things. And I feel like that actually has its own powerlessness and vulnerability built into it. That in a way, it's it's like Sabbath. It's letting go of the things that you do to make your life work, to make money, to to keep things rolling. You kind of let go of that and receive whatever's there. And it's different than the normal stuff, which is vulnerable, and there's some powerlessness in it. But it's fruitful, and uh, I think it reaps good rewards over time. Kind of like fasting, you don't necessarily feel them in the moment, but they show up later. Yeah, so your your experience is that those things have been... You, you don't get as much free time or as much time to, to quietly sit somewhere and as you thought you would as you thought you would yeah that that is definitely um part of the deal and i think it's probably part of the deal when you are people who care for people a lot is that um you, you just continue to do that in different ways and different forms mm-hmm. um it does connect you more with your family if you make that choice um, both extended and and your inner family yeah. Um, because it does give you some space if you intentionally think about, okay, how am I going to use this n- new space to be engaged with my kids or engaged with my mm-hmm. parents or family, or even with people that are really close to you in the community that you don't see as often, or right, yeah, those no. kinds of things. Yeah, no, those are really good things. Um, I'd be interested. So you, you're saying that the vulnerability part and the powerless part is that you don't get to control how things are. Yeah, I think there's something about our routine habits that uh, develop some layer of, or some illusion maybe of control, some experience of control uh, in our lives because we have our habits and we have the way things go and the way we imagine them going. And there's some level of control that happens in that, in the normal rhythms that you lose when you set them aside. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's really true. So, out of fallow months, because you've been doing this for a while, right? Yeah, I don't know how long. Uh, we, oh gosh, I think we may have just started. Maybe it was eighteen years ago. I'd have to look back as to when the whole fallow month thing started. But, um, like, what what have you learned about yourself in that process? Like, what's the the thing that you're like okay this is who i am in this these things like this is the vulnerability like at its core 
Well, my, I think I, I learn that I'm not that great at focusing uh, when I actually get down to trying to focus. You know, the, the whole idea of setting aside time to uh, really contemplate the return of Christ or uh, this year I've been spending time just in the phrase, O come, let us adore him, and trying to lean into what it is to adore Christ. Uh, and I really have a really short attention span. You're like a kid. Yeah. You yeah. bounce from thing to thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this year I'm kind of discovering that that's okay, that it's okay to keep bouncing back to it. And, you know, maybe I adore Jesus for 30 seconds and, well, that was 30 seconds more than it would have been. Right. And then hopefully the Holy Spirit reminds me that I'm doing that later in the day or right. the next day. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which is dependence. Yeah, it is dependence. That's, that's interesting. So what would you say, um, I don't know, as I, I think about like entering into Fallon Month, for me, I, I end up thinking, one, it's probably pretty weird for everybody to even think about it because it's just a small little group of people who do this. And it's very few people say, hey, we're shutting down our church community except for Sundays, and we're encouraging people to really take some time mm-hmm. to not just go and enjoy your family, but, you know, take a longer nap. Spend a little bit more time reading your Bible yeah. or praying or engaging with, with somebody. Um, rest. Mm-hmm. Find some restful things to do. I think the hard part for me is that I step into that and think that the rest at some level is about me. Like, how do I find what I need to be mm-hmm. ready to go? And I do forget that, you know, Jesus is my rest. And what I'm celebrating by yeah. prepping myself to celebrate his birthday is the fact that he has provided a rest for me. Um, and, yeah. and I think that's a, I, I get distracted from that. And I think that's not just a Falamut thing. I consistently get distracted from the fact that Jesus is my rest. And I'm always trying to find that thing that I need to make me feel like I can keep on going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, I don't know if it's part of our culture as Americans is that we're constantly looking for that recharge thing, that thing for me yeah, that will make things okay and better. Um, I don't know. That's kind of, kind of where I'm at with that. And I, I think that's probably why I don't really want to be vulnerable or dependent is it just requires, I feel like it requires a lot of giving up of myself in conversation. You know, it, it invites me to say the things of Jesus, which are sometimes hard and mm-hmm. are going to make our relationship uncomfortable. It requires me to trust that Jesus is going to take care of me in the places that I don't, it doesn't seem like that's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's financial or maybe it's, you know, the way people actually are caring for me and uh, they're just a dependence on Jesus to do that and not myself, like to actually be like a kid who doesn't really understand how it's all going to happen. Yeah. It is a hard, hard part for me, especially the older I get. You've been listening to Healing 
the City podcast with Eric Stephen. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.